All right, let me tell you a little bit about Built Bar. And Stu was just telling me off the air that Built Bar has something new that I don't know about yet. I think they're called Built Bar Puffs. I don't know if they're out for everybody yet. My wife. What do you uh, mean they're out for everybody? My wife is. My wife is is such a famous built bar uh she's eaten and bought so many of them and told so many people about them they actually have a mural of her face in the at the company <laughs> i literally mean that it's your wife is secret. so healthy healthier she's than super, she's ever been oh yeah and yeah. Uh, she loves built bar she eat them every, she eats them My every day does too. this this new this new thing that they have out she said it tastes just like a charleston chew which mm. I, I love charleston mm. chews those are freaking good what's it called i think they said I think it's puffs. I don't even know if they're out yet. So, but look for them on the website. But oh, they have yeah. all sorts of different flavors. You got to go to Built Bar. It is a. Um, it, it tastes really. It does. It tastes like a candy bar. You know how? Remember with the Atkins thing? It used to taste really chemically. And yeah. Rah! These are delicious, delicious, and you can lose weight on my uh, on my diet. I have lost five pounds nice. total now. Yeah, two weeks or a week and a half. That's good. Builtbar.com. Use the promo code Beck at twenty percent off your next order. Use the promo code Beck twenty percent. Builtbar.com. Reading from Newsweek magazine, a great article starts out like this. In 1644, John Milton published his famous plea for the liberty of printing without the restraints imposed by government licensing. Quote, give me the liberty to know, to utter, and to argue freely according to conscience above all liberties, wrote Milton. He published that speech without a government license. We've been fighting this free speech thing since very early on in man's life, most likely in caves. You can't say that. So what are we doing now? Big tech is covering the globe and the globe is pushing back. We seem to be asleep at the switch. Uh, I mean, we're talking about it. The conservatives in America are talking about it, but the left is pushing for big tech to regulate our speech, our thoughts, what we can read, what we can't read. Well, in Poland, they're pushing back hard. They know what the loss of free speech really means. We're gonna talk to somebody in the Polish parliament who is trying to make the case for America to wake up and, uh, and, and realize what's going on and they've taken steps in Poland. We talked to him in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Lois lives in Ohio. She writes about her dog, um, Alexis. She writes, Alexis loves her uh, rough greens. She's joined the Lick My Bowl Clean and Push It Hard Club. Now, that's what I hear. That's what I hear all the time uh, in the hallway is uno's chain going up against his metal bowl and him just pushing it up against the wall over and over and over again and he he just he just loves it just loves it she writes 
Now my dog is more active. Thank you. Thank you. It's a tremendous product for Paws Up. Lois, that's the way I feel. That's the way my dog feels. That's the way Stu's dog feels. Um, whatever is happening with your dog, you got to give them the best nutrients you can they need the best just like you need the best and they're a member of the family rough greens is not a dog food although if your dog doesn't like to eat uh i said i said to tanya yesterday i could put pieces of sheetrock into his bowl and put this supplement on it and i bet you he would eat it we're not going to try it but i bet you he would eat it get rough greens the jump start bag today for 14.95 and start the process of getting your dog healthier and happier if you want to see your dog thrive again just go to roughgreens.com slash back that's r-u-f-f greens.com slash back The Deputy Minister of Justice and a member of Parliament in Poland, his name is Sebastian Kalata, and he joins us now from Poland. How are you, sir? Hello, Glenn. Uh, I'm fine. How are you? Uh, I'm very good. Thank you for coming on. It's a pleasure. Um, we want to talk to you a little bit about what Europe is doing. You guys don't have the First Amendment that we have, a guaranteed right by our Constitution for freedom of speech. So you guys have to address it a little differently. Um, but you are, you are one of the stronger voices, not only in Poland, but all in Europe, warning about what is happening with big tech. Tell me what it is like in Poland. What's happening? Uh, maybe we don't have a First Amendment because uh, we have uh, it's directly stated in our constitution. The freedom of speech is uh, one of the most important freedoms in uh, our constitution, in our uh, tradition. And uh, we saw that uh, big tech companies, uh, especially Facebook and YouTube, uh, from time to from time to time censor uh, several. Uh, content which uh, is uh, not illegal. Uh, for example, Christian or uh, patriotic content, uh, and uh, they de- they decide that this is hate speech, and uh, we saw this disturbing because uh, who will judge? Who will judge what is hate speech? And they are anonymous. Mod- this anonymous moderators decide. Yep. Uh, and what is uh, uh, disputed publicly, what is discussed publicly. And uh, we, did, we started to uh, draft a bill on free speech uh, on social media. We finished uh, drafting that bill uh, on December, and uh, we are aware that some, this, some kinds of bill regulating big tech are enforced right now in Germany and in France, but their approach is to force social media to delete some content but our approach is to prevent uh, the legal content from being censored and uh, we uh, finished drafting our bill on december and uh, last week and last uh, weeks we saw uh, this uh, big uh, dispute uh, in u.s uh, regarding uh, banning uh, donald trump president donald trump 
and yeah. uh, m- uh, many uh, publishers, many uh, politicians right now are interested in our concept because we saw that freedom of speech is in danger and we want to protect it. So so we're, we're talking now to the uh, Deputy Minister of Justice of Poland uh, about free speech. You know, in doing my uh, work on history, Poland is a country that just gets walked on over and over and over again through history. If you just look at World War II, you're the gateway to Europe or the gateway to Russia. And the, the saddest tales, I think, come from these great freedom fighters who were fighting the Nazis only then to be occupied by the communists who did much of the same thing. So we don't have that here in America. In America, we don't have a history of somebody telling us what to do. And we're, uh, I would say a little soft, but we're very soft. We are very fat and we don't, we, we just don't think it could happen here in America. Tell us what you're seeing and is there a historic context that makes Poland more aware of the value of being able to say whatever it is you want to say. You know, our history is uh, rich on the events uh, where we saw uh, censorship. In 18th century, Poland was uh, was, uh, stolen away uh, by free countries and Poles were under uh, slaves of uh, Germany, uh, Russia, and uh, from, uh, uh, Habsburg, uh, Austria. Uh, and uh, in 20th century, uh, like you said, we were under uh, communist uh, power. And uh, m- my parents remember the censorship, uh, even in the 80s, of uh, communist, uh, communist regime. We uh, in Poland are uh, very careful about freedom of speech we uh, we think we are we are cheering freedom of speech because uh, in some time uh, we uh, cannot free speak of our minds uh, i can give you a nice historical uh, example of uh, censorship on history because you mentioned that um, poland was occupied by german nazi and today uh, we have a, a decision of Facebook which banned uh, an advertisement uh, a campaign by uh, Polish uh, uh, Institute of National Remembrance and this institute wanted to present the history of uh, uh, ghetto for children, for children, Polish children in Łódź where uh, they were like uh, it was like a, a concentration camp and many of them died there. And Facebook banned this material to be promoted as a part of uh, showing Polish history. And uh, we see that uh, there is a problem with censorship. There is many. There are many dangers uh, in uh, big tech uh, companies uh, which uh, we should face. We should uh, uh, try to regulate because in history we have many in, uh, innovations like railways like phones uh, and at the beginning it was a private only private organization but 
uh, when the moment the, when these uh, devices were used by everyone uh, in our lives, these companies create monopoles, and these monopoles, in some uh, way, started to be regulated by the comp- by the, by the state, because uh, every citizen must be protected. The rights of every one of us should be protected, right. and freedom of speech is very important to be protected, to preserve democracy itself. So that's why we decided one year uh, ago to start drafting uh, this uh, kind of bill, and now we are trying to adopt uh, this law. So the, the difference here in the debate we're having right now is you're seeing Silicon Valley as a monopoly, a cartel, I think is what you've actually described it as. Um, and so the government, what your proposal is, what you're moving towards is the government has to decide what speech is hate speech and which is not. That concerns many of us and concerns me here in America for our system because I don't want the government to decide uh, what free speech is. That, that's not their role in, uh, under our Constitution with the Bill of Rights. Uh, our Constitution says that they cannot do those things. Are you concerned at all after seeing decades of oppression in Poland from an out-of-control government? Are you concerned at all that that could be turned around against the Polish people if a bad government gets in? Uh, our proposal is different than the similar proposals in Germany, France, or even the European Commission, because they presented also in December uh, the project of regulation Digital Services Act, which uh, and, uh, pro- uh, which obliged uh, the big tech company to comply with European law. And uh, our proposal is that the government uh, may step in uh, only if uh, someone in Poland complains about being banned. So this uh, decision of government is not about uh, to uh, order Facebook or Twitter or YouTube to uh, uh, delete your uh, account or your content, but to restore it if the decision of big tech company uh, is not complying with Polish law. So we want to protect the most people in this mechanism. And uh, uh, thank you for this question, because uh, uh, it's tricky. If governments say, okay, okay, we are protecting freedom of speech, and uh, we decide which is uh, what's legal mm-hmm, and what mm-hmm. is. And uh, at the beginning, to, uh, in regulation, big tech companies, we want like to uh, protect even them from criticism uh, of banning some, uh, uh, some stuff, because you have some some content which is which is illegal, like I don't know, pornography, terrorism, uh, etc. Right. And the government should be able to react. However, there uh, there there is an area like freedom of speech, freedom of opinion, uh, mm-hmm. public discussions on on crucial uh, topics, and the government uh, is uh, should protect your right to speak freely. And our proposition is uh, different because we want the government just to uh, check if the ban given by Big Tech is uh, in line with Polish law. So this kind of uh, regulation um, could uh, preserve some people, some users which are banned uh, on social media because 
for example, hate speech, and the government may say, no, it's not a hate speech. It's an opinion which is maybe, maybe hard, maybe controversial, but it is opinion. And this opinion is covered by freedom of speech preserved by Polish constitution. And uh, oh. this is the effect we want to make. Uh, talking to the Deputy Prime Minister of Justice, Member of Parliament of Poland, about the regulation of high tech over in, uh, in Poland, um, I, I thank you very much for um, your article in Newsweek and your, your uh, wake-up plea uh, to the United States and everything that you're doing for your country. I, I, I will tell you, I've, I've been to Poland once. It's absolutely beautiful. The history there is, is amazing. I have friends that go over quite a bit, and they tell me I've, I've wanted to go back uh, just to witness this. They tell me that uh, your youth, the millennials in Poland— are wide awake and are are some of the uh, best scholars on freedom and and uh, and liberty uh, that are in the in the world, and I find that exciting that that your younger generation is appreciating uh, what was so long and hard fought for by your parents and grandparents. It's very nice to hear that, and I think that you you should definitely uh, go back to Poland, and I will be happy to have a coffee with you in Warsaw. Oh, that'd be great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. The great. Deputy Prime Minister of Justice, Member of Parliament of Poland, Sebastian uh, Kalata. All right, let me tell you about my pillow. Uh, if you've been paying attention lately, um, you'll see that Mike Lindell, the inventor and owner of my pillow, has come under fire lately because of his support for Donald Trump. The left hates this guy. And far be it for me to uh, stoop so low to say for that reason and none, none other, really. All the, it, as soon as he started speaking out for Donald Trump, that guy was in trouble. Um, I don't really care about all the politics. Uh, I mean, I do, obviously, and uh, I think it's horrible what's happening to him. But that's not a reason to buy a product. The reason to buy a product is because it's a great product. And that's what Mike Lindell has made, a great product. In fact, several of them. I use the Giza Dream Sheets every single night. My wife, she went out and she bought these really expensive linen sheets, which I hate. But uh, she bought these, you know, linen sheets. She's like, isn't this great? And I'm like, no, it's not soft at all. I got the Dream Sheets. We're sleeping on great Dream Sheets. She loves them. I love them every single night. The pillow is great. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials to check out the buy one, get one free offer on Giza Dream Sheets. You'll find deep discounts on other MyPillow products as well. Just enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. 966-3117. It's MyPillow.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. It is, uh, I, w- I wish we could have understood him uh, a little bit more to have more of a conversation with him because the, the history of, of Poland, especially when it comes to uh, speech, is remarkable. I mean, there's a story about this couple in, in Poland that uh, eventually uh, went to gulags 
but they believed in freedom and they would not let their voices be silenced. And they would go from house to house and they would do a broadcast, an eight minute broadcast. And then they would shut it down, go someplace else, open it up an eight minute broadcast. And they didn't know if they were having any effect at all. But they on one of their broadcasts, they said, we don't we, we don't have any idea if anyone is actually listening to us. But if you're listening to us and you believe that uh, Poland should be free, just blink your lights. They went outside after their eight minute broadcast and they said all of Warsaw was just twinkling in the distance. Mm. People were seeking them out because you can't squash truth. You can't. That country has a history of that. We don't. You know, it was John F. Kennedy that put the fairness doctrine in. He put the fairness doctrine in because the Republicans were talking politics on the radio and he didn't like that. Well, I don't care if you don't like it. I mean, I really didn't like the Al Franken show. I'll go farther. I don't really like Al Franken, but he had a show on radio and so be it. Okay, let him talk. The deal is just like those people in Poland with the with the lights and in Warsaw. Nobody listens to stuff that you just don't believe that you just that doesn't make sense. You're not listening to Al Franken. It wasn't good. We, we are like the Hollywood for the right. You know, this is the one thing that we're good at getting our message out on. And we're good. This and the Internet. We're good at it um, in a very different way that they don't know how to be good at and they can't compete and they want a monopoly. And they can't get it. I will tell you that everybody I know is lawyering up. Everybody I know, um, I talked to Megan Kelly about this just the other day about how she is leading um, a group or consulting a group um, to get the best lawyers in to represent not in her case, not the media, but the average person um, to be able to go in your schools. Don't take it. You can't take it. I know we were all taught to be nice and kind and we still have to be nice and kind. But we have to speak out. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to cause trouble. I don't want somebody to pick on my son or daughter at school because the teachers know that I don't like what they're teaching. It's your son or daughter. It's their future. Forget about your future. Forget about the future of the freedom of the world. Your son and daughter are not going to have the freedoms and the opportunity you have if you don't stand up and speak out and be relentless on it. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Cindy lives right here in Texas. For many years, she suffered intense pain in her neck and shoulders and her back. She tried everything. None of it really worked. Or if it did, it was the, uh, it was the kind of thing that didn't you know, make her feel like herself. It's the kind of thing where you are you know, foggy. She didn't want that. Then she heard about Relief Factor. Just like me, she was skeptical. She's like, yeah, yeah, right. It's hard just to rush out and try something when you've when you've been burned so many times and no matter what you try, it doesn't work. Believe me, Cindy, I understand. 
in the end, she decided to give it at least a try. It's three weeks. Just try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work for you in three weeks, it's probably not going to work. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more because it works. She tried the three-week quick start. By the time she got to the end of that supply, she knew she had found what she says her miracle. Cindy got her life back with Relief Factor, and so can you. It's not a drug developed by doctors, and you can get it now for $19.95 to try it for three weeks. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-583-84. 800-583-84. Relieffactor.com. And you can go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. A great way to protect free speech. Or you can just depend on Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Trust in social media has hit an all-time low of 27%. Right now, the, uh, the American public looks at journalists and reporters... 56% said yes to this. Journalists and reporters are purposely trying to mislead people by saying things they know are false or gross exaggerations. 56%. 58%. Almost 60% of this country says that most news organizations are more concerned with supporting an ideology or political position than with informing the public. That is uh, not good. Not good for an industry or for a nation. Uh, and, you know, it's what's really interesting. The battle lines have been drawn. And in some ways, both sides are so incredibly stupid, so stupid. The parties are so stupid. Hear me out for a second. Stu, take yourself back to 2016. Mm-hmm. What did both of us what were both of us afraid of with Donald Trump? We well, were, I mean, lots of things, but the big one. Yeah, in 2016, I mean, one of the big fears was that the Democrats would come to him and not vilify him mm-hmm. and instead embrace him warmly. Flatter him and send all of the stars to him. Yeah. And, you know, obviously Donald Trump had some pretty serious policy preferences on some in some areas, but a lot of it he didn't. I mean, he didn't talk mm-hmm. about a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, he cared about trade and cared about war, you know, uh, war and cared about uh, immigration and those things. But there were there was room uh, to negotiate with Trump. And that's Lots what he wanted to do. He said he wanted to make yep. deals. Yep. Um, instead, they came in and, in and immediately vilified him and, and made him Satan and, you know, marched on Washington the mm-hmm. day he took office and all mm-hmm. this nonsense. Mm-hmm. And it set up this. I think for for our side, a positive adversarial relationship where they just hated each other the entire time. Now, uh, but there was a there was another strategy but for wait. the Democrats to execute that they could have executed in 2016. Correct. That could have got a lot of their stuff done. I mean, it's it, there are if they would have just played their cards differently. Yeah. He became so uh, adamant about the press and the left because they just kept attacking him. They're unfair from day one. Unfair from day one. I mean, and someone who learned this lesson, I think, well and took advantage of it was Van Jones. Yep. Who was a obviously a, 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 a real enemy of the right at one point. And, and so still and, is and, not. An, I don't yeah. think yeah, I mean, enemy is the wrong a, word. But yeah. I mean, you know, like he was an opponent, certainly a, mm-hmm. a big liberal, mm-hmm. a big Obama administration official was a big communist. Uh, yes. Uh, and he went in and worked with the Trump administration, including I mean, Jared Kushner mm-hmm. and, and Donald Trump himself, along with mm-hmm. people like Kim Kardashian, who mm-hmm. went in there and instead of saying, you're the worst person on the planet, we hate you. 
he, they came in and said, you know what? Here's, a, here's something we can work together on. I think we probably agree on this. And they were able to work out criminal justice reform to the dismay of many conservatives who didn't like that approach at all. And that approach could have been used a lot more often if the mm-hmm. Democrats actually, you know, cared about that and, and thought it through. Thankfully, they didn't, uh, frankly, because I. Well, I they're still not. I mean, they didn't learn their lesson at all. No, because here's because here's what's here's what's happening. Donald Trump, I think, could have had Donald Trump would have been a kingmaker, a kingmaker uh, and would be a shoe in for 2024 if he wouldn't have played the ending like he did. If he would have, mm-hmm. if he would have said uh, when the when we were looking into the recounts and everything else, look, I'm not looking to win. I just want a fair look at these things. If it comes out and shows that I didn't win, that's fine. But the American people and the American people on both sides would have heard that, and it would have softened the blow if he would have been up on the. He did not incite that riot. He did not incite that riot. But he didn't do anything to overtly discourage things. If he would have discouraged it right away uh, on stage and said, look, we're peaceful. And, you know, I hope Mike Pence does these things. But if he doesn't, the republic yeah. goes on. I know what you mean. I mean he said yeah. some of those he things. Did. But it, it, he, it, it did not seem like he uh, framed it right. around. Right. This was yeah. a stolen election. And. And I believe he believes that I believe that, but I don't have any proof. And without proof, you can't you, you can't change the Constitution. You right. know what I mean? But what's interesting about that, though, and we can rehash the details of that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are enough Republicans who were, you know, say, establishment types that were so horrified by what happened on January 6th and the way Trump handled it, that if, again, Democrats had decided to take a different approach and go to them and say, look, we're going to pass some stuff. It's going to be liberal. We have control of the government. It's going to be liberal. You're not going to like a lot of it. However, we can be sensible here and avoid the, your worst case scenarios. And we're going to come to you. And we're going to we're going to play ball. You probably get 15 Republican senators yes, to go along with this you because would. they're so horrified about the way that ended. And they, they want that era gone and they want to have a little bit of a, of a they would come to the table in a way that would make all of us real conservatives feel uncomfortable about the mm-hmm. what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And once again, the Democrats are threatening not to do that. I mean, Chuck Schumer is going to Mitch McConnell and saying, we're not going to take the filibuster off the table. The filibuster is the gateway to every crazy proposal we've heard. It's the um, only balance of power left if they control all three branches or if we would control all three branches it's the only thing that slows the machine down doesn't stop it it just slows the machine down yeah and and you are able to pass things like more supreme court justices packing the courts extra states all of these sort of like outlier proposals can only occur if they can get rid of the filibuster and so it's funny because joe manchin before the Georgia election, assured everyone he would not vote for these things. Mm-hmm. These things are not possible. I'm not going to go against the, the filibuster. Of course, I, I, I'm a Senate institutionalist. I would mm-hmm. never get rid of the filibuster. And he has as much credibility as Joe Exotic at this point. <laughs> I, I think that's an insult yeah. to Joe Exotic personally. I, I think so, too. I uh, think so, too. But they went. They just went to him because Schumer is holding this over McConnell's head. And, and McConnell's trying to get this sort of power arrangement. He wants things like, you know, let's delay the Senate trial on Trump a few weeks so we could put together a legitimate defense. And they don't want that to happen. 
and they're pushing and they're pushing and they're rolling over all of his demands and they're holding up. The one thing McConnell wants more than anything is don't get rid of the filibuster. Promise you're not going to get rid of the filibuster. And shockingly, Chuck Schumer is not promising that. He's saying, oh, well, look, we we uh, we have to hold that over over your head. We're essentially using that as leverage. Now, Joe Manchin has said he's not going to vote for it. So in theory, he doesn't have any leverage if you believe Joe Manchin. So they went to Joe Manchin. They said, hey, Joe, like you already said you're not going to vote for this. So he has no leverage. He's just BSing, right? Oh, well, I think Chuck Schumer has the right to do that. He absolutely should be using that for leverage. I mean, look, these Republicans are not going to grind this government to a halt. That's uh, he's telling you in advance the second they you need him for that 50th vote. You smell the lion cage yeah. <laughs> every time yeah. he's on TV now. <laughs> just take a deep breath. When you hear him talk, take a deep breath. Yeah. You'll you'll smell the lions in his back. Yard. Yes, Joe Manchin will not protect you. He will throw you to the, the lions. lions. I promise when it comes down to it, if they need his vote and they want to go this direction, he will be there, not for you, but for the left. So it's really interesting that we're having this conversation because where did this conversation start? It started with if you wanted unity, if you wanted to mm. be smart. You know, the one thing about Bill Clinton was not his wife, but him is he was smart enough to know, all right, let's balance the power a little bit. I'll give you this. You give me that. But they think that they have won everything and they know they only have two years. So they don't care about unity. They don't care about bipartisanship. When when they say we want uh, these votes to come in bipartisan. Well, of course they do. But what does that mean? One vote, three votes, five votes. What does that mean? That's not bipartisan. There's nothing. They're not offering anything to the other side. So their unity cry is is just that it's bullcrap. It's you know, it's it's like, look, I'll let you I'll let you out of prison. You just sign this document. You're like, well, but nothing on that document is anything I agree with. Well, okay, well. I thought we could come together on yeah, this. <laughs> I thought we could come together on. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't. That's not true. That's, I don't believe those things. Yeah, this and is I, a return to the Obama-style bipartisanship, which is like, we'd really 10. like you to agree with us. Times 10, I think, because Obama had enough Clinton people that were still like, well, let's just, uh, let's, you know... Let's play it this way. Let's play it that way. And in his own book, he says, I regret. I just didn't go for it. And so now they're just going to go for it. Mm. And I think if Bill O'Reilly is is right, it's going to backfire. He was on last hour, by the way, if you missed him uh, for the weekly digest, you can listen to it on the podcast at blaze TV dot com slash Glenn promo code Glenn. You'll save uh, 30 percent on your uh, subscription right now Uh, or you can get it, you know, tomorrow, uh, you know, on the podcast or I think this podcast will be list uh, released today. Jason Whitlock is an hour interview with me uh, on the podcast that's released tomorrow. But uh, it it is um, Bill O'Reilly has said he thinks this is going to come undone. As a guy who has uh, studied revolutions. The only thing they don't have is a complete control over the media. They don't have complete control over the armed forces because the armed forces, I think, I think are still uh, loyal to the Constitution. I don't want them loyal to 
Donald Trump or loyal to Joe Biden. I want them loyal to the Constitution of the United States. You protect and defend that. Um, but but we'll see there. There are a lot of people that were planted in all of these places uh, in uh, in the Obama administration. And the one thing I talked to somebody who was in the White House he said the one one thing that Donald Trump uh, figured out too late he was going for the justices and he was going for all of the courts. And he said, get these people into the courts. And remember, he didn't put he didn't put people into positions. He had all those open positions in the uh, administration. Remember that he didn't go and look for the diehard fighters. And that's what Obama did. He looked for the diehard fighters. And right before he left. They were transitioned into non-political appointees. So they were now basically unfireable. With all of those openings, Trump thought he could do the second term. He would take care and root out the deep state. He was just trying to find the deep state while he was appointing all of these judges. He didn't find it until too late. We needed four more years to root that out. That's what they're doing now. They're putting these things in and they're putting them deep and in concrete. You watch this administration will be not as much about what is being passed in Congress as as much as these agencies and what the government agencies are doing and cementing that with uh, with rebar. And just making it so you just can't pull this thing out. This structure is going to be permanent. That's their goal. And that's what we need to watch for. Realestateagentsitrust.com. If you need a real estate agent to buy a new house, let's say you're moving across the country. So many people are. Boy, I don't know how your state is doing, but uh, I'm glad I live in Texas. Texas is doing really well. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds, but so many people are moving to Texas and Tennessee. And uh, if you're thinking about moving, you're going to need somebody who is really good and knows the market. Um, And the same thing can be said if you're moving from one of these states that, you know, is, you know, New York or New Jersey, New Jersey. People are just leaving like crazy. I don't know why that didn't happen before. I mean, it's New Jersey, (laughs) but. Um, They're leaving like crazy. You need to sell your house. It's going to be hard up there. You need a great real estate agent that has all of the right connections, knows how to advertise your home, already has a base that will want to look for a home like yours and know how to price it to move. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Uh... Wow, I find this amazing. Uh, There's a story that I can't find now. I saw it yesterday, uh, and I am now on page four of Google, and I cannot find it. The new assistant secretary of health, uh, who was the uh, former secretary of health for Pennsylvania, uh, transgender Andrea Palm, she came out yesterday, and she said that... um, Shaming people who are transgender and name calling, she believes should be categorized as a mental illness. 
Now, why is that a problem? Because now, if you have a differing opinion, you go down that road, instead of saying it's wrong, it's not polite, it's unkind, it's cruel, whatever, now you categorize that as a mental illness. So now you open the door to I have a difference of opinion and your point of view is 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 hateful and really a condition of mental illness. Now you don't get arrested. Now you go to a asylum. Now you go in uh, and you're taken off the streets because you're sick. You're really sick. I mean, have you ever heard that before in any country where they do that? Take people who disagree with the government and put them in institutions? No. That's frightening. I can't find Is that, that story. real? Yeah, that's real. I saw it in a story. We talked about it yesterday in mm. our producers meeting. Mm. And I can't find it today. Jeez. Now, she doesn't have the... She, she, I don't think she has the reins to be able to do any of that. But that's what she said. This, this should be labeled as a mental illness. Well, she's in the agency as the assistant secretary of health to be able to do that. How do you trust how if you if you move things out of Google search engines, uh, how, how do you trust anything? How do you trust anything?